0: Hello and welcome to the Dr. Vincent Buscemi Podcast, The Survival Guide for Dentists. Can you imagine if I changed the name of the podcast again to like, I don't know, trains, planes, and automobiles? I would lose my three followers and have to start all over again. It's not going to happen. Dr. Vincent Buscemi Podcast, The Survival Guide for Dentists. If you're a dentist, a dental student, hygienist, assistant, office manager, a person, you will love this podcast. The podcast host, me, is amazing. Not as smart as he thinks he is, but it's a really good podcast. I'm gonna do something a little bit different this time. I'm recording this introduction before the podcast. One of the bottlenecks in the podcast production is recording the intro after. Usually, after I record a podcast, I have to rush home So I have like 100 kids at home and my wife has a hard time (laughs) with all the kids by herself. So I don't get to record the intro right away. And because of that, it's hard to release these episodes right after I record them. So I'm recording the intro now with the wonderful Dr. Charlie Cage, who is a dentist in the Navy. How do I know if she's wonderful if I haven't even interviewed her yet? We've been going back and forth on Instagram and just a great person. One of her main motivations for being on Instagram is promoting wellness and what she says at a fast pace. And I'm all about protecting dentists and promoting health and wellness within the dental community. So Dr. Charlie, thank you for the podcast guys. You're going to love this podcast and I hope to see you guys soon. Bye. Do you feel stuck on the financial hamster wheel? You keep paying on your debts, like mortgages, car notes, Student and business loans, but they never seem to disappear. My name is Dr. Howard Polanski, former dentist, now founder of Cashflow Coach USA. I guide families and business owners through a simple system to dramatically reduce your payment towards debt. You keep your same lifestyle and keep more money each month. A recent client will pay off their house in just seven months instead of the anticipated 20 years. Free 10-minute discovery call We'll determine if I can help you too. Go to cashflowcoachusa.com, scan the QR code or call 512-608-1020 to find financial freedom faster. Are you tired of using ineffective cosmetics and personal care products filled with harmful chemicals? Meet Ancestral Cosmetics and our range of highly effective products rooted in ancestral wisdom and made with edible ingredients such as beef tallow olive oil and raw local honey. Check out our best-selling tallow and honey balm for soft and smooth skin, or our revolutionary tooth powder made from eggshells for effective teeth cleaning and whitening without any toxic ingredients. Free US shipping for orders
1: over $50, and you can shop now at ancestralcosmetics.com.
0: What I kind of want to get into, because I was going through your website, I love it. After 11 years of practice, you were diagnosed with chronic pain?
1: Yes, yes. That is
0: so common in dentists. I, I mean,
1: where's, where's that book?
0: Yeah, I, I need to know everything about it. Because there's so many dentists that reach out to me that have neck pain or back pain.
1: Yeah, there's a book. I forgot what it's called, but it's along the lines of... Um, it was written by a dentist. Why... Right? I had it like I'm in the process of moving right now, so like my house is is in shambles. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but there's a book written by a dentist that oh my gosh. It's along the lines of um if I'm if I'm a good person, why do I feel so bad? I don't remember the exact title of the book, but it's just saying that based on the personalities of dentists, being type A personality, gung-ho, always, you know, getting the job done, that personality can lead to excessive stress, which can lead to um, disorders such as chronic pain. And I remember feeling that discomfort started when I was in dental school, and then of course joined the military straight after dental school and then everything just went crazy. Um, I started having just debilitating pain and no one knew why. Right? So they're doing all this testing and the answer was always, well, your blood, your blood tests came back normal. So there's nothing wrong with you. And, uh, it's just, it's just the worst feeling in the world to have a doctor just kind of look at you, look at numbers. And worst of all, when they did their comparison for like um, like my blood levels, they will say based on the numbers of an African American female. And I would I would just say, I'm not African American. You, you do understand that, right? Like one, I'm from the Caribbean, and I'm also I come from a mixed family. So it's hard to have such um, to have a disorder like that that it isn't explained very easily on a book, and it doesn't fit the numbers directly. Doctors have a hard time with that, and their answer was always, there's nothing wrong with you your blood test came back normal until I was finally referred to a different provider who just looked at me and said, yeah, I know exactly what you have. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that was fast. Cause it's been like a couple of years. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with me. And he said, well, you have fibromyalgia. And I said, can can I have something else <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like something with a quick pill, something you tell me just go do this and I can fix myself. Um, so he sent me to a rheumatologist who confirmed the diagnosis. So I have both um, fibromyalgia and endometriosis. And I guess ever since the diagnosis, I knew that the stress of my personality was killing me. Um, And so that's why I started with wellness because I love my career in the military. I love it every day. It's always a thrill. You never know what's going to come through the door, but at the same time, if it's not managed properly, I realized that that could, you know, really hurt me both mentally and eventually physically. So I had to change things and the culture in the military is not wellness by any means. It's about, you know, I don't want to say being a robot, but it's kind of like that. Um, And so I do kind of stick out by being more of a wellness advocate, but I definitely don't mind. I always say I'm the I'm the unicorn in a field of horses. And I'm okay with that.
0: That's totally okay. So (laughs) what, from your research, what causes fibromyalgia? Or what do you think caused it in you? is it purely your type a personality stress
1: stress stress Stress. i mean they do link stress to a lot of you know chronic autoimmune um disorders um it's it's just slowly killing us you see a lot of these issues pop up and it's usually in the united states and you look at the culture the hustle culture that's in the United States and people kind of wonder, what's what's going on? Why do people have all these issues? Why do we have depression? Why is everyone stressed out? Why why does everyone have anxiety? That's our culture, you know? So um, we just have to figure out how can we still, how can we still go for our goals? How can we still do the things that we need to do but still balance it to where we can still put ourselves first. So like you have, you have kids, so you understand once you have a child, you have all these things that you're supposed to do, but you still have to balance it, right? You have to discipline your kids, but don't be so aggressive that you're, you know, like, um, you're being too harsh, too aggressive with the kids. Don't give them so much freedom that they run crazy, but don't be so strict that you're almost oppressing them. Like there's just this weird balance that you have to have to maintain. And we have to do that with work as well. So with work, they want you to, not as say want you to, but it's almost encouraged. You're almost encouraged and um, given a carrot. If you get to work early, you work during lunch, and then you stay late that's that's not really going to happen there there you know there there will be a cost for the constant work that you're doing and not taking a break to just care for yourself and with having my kids at home i had to make a decision do i constantly work hard at work knowing that i wouldn't have the energy you know to spend time with them to have fun with them when i'm at home or am I going to say, okay, I will only give, say, 50% at work so that I can give them what they need when I'm at
0: home? It's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Very hard. What was the breaking point? Was it like the onset of your chronic pain? Were you, were you going in early, working through lunch, working late? What? Tell me about the lifestyle that added up to this diagnosis.
1: Mm-hmm so with being a dentist in the military it's not just dentistry right we have so many different aspects so many different hats that we wear so right now i'm the assistant director of an agd program i'm also the assistant director for one of the largest branch clinics in san diego for the navy um in addition to that you have so many other jobs you know that they they kind of task you to do and it takes so much time. And there's this underlying rule that these extra jobs are not to be done during work hours. It's to be done on your own work time. Um, There are only so many hours in a day and I really had to make that decision, you know, how many hours I was going to spend doing that. But I used to be that person who would get to work early you know, just try to run fast between patients. I'm doing all these extra jobs and then work during lunch and then work late. And then when I'm at home, you know, still doing work, it it was exhausting. And the breaking point, um, I started to realize that it was a problem when I was finally diagnosed and they told me that I needed to relax. (laughs) Um, But at that point, it's an addiction, right? you just addicted to stress. Um, it's something I still struggle with. So by no means am I saying that I'm like the most chill person. I still struggle with this on the regular. But it really became a breaking point when I had children and my priorities shifted. And I had to make that decision. It's not just for me anymore because I could just go, 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 go. I had to make a decision to stop pushing so hard because I needed the energy and I needed to not have so much pain so that after work, I could play with them, right? I would have the energy to go to the park or to lift them up. Um, I couldn't be, you know, just lifeless on the weekends. And that's what my weekends looked like when I would go, just at a hundred percent during the weekday. I just couldn't do it anymore.
0: When you're going a hundred percent, how many hours a week do you think you're working before kids? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, at least 10. Or 10 hours a day.
1: At least 10 hours a day.
0: Okay. Wow. And then you're, you get home when you're toast because I can't <coughs> imagine seeing patients, managing the clinics, managing residents. It's like, how do you even like tie your shoes at the end of the day? You're probably so mentally exhausted. Yeah.
1: I mean, there is, there's nothing. You, you sacrifice everything. You know, when you go that hard to the point where you say, I'm not going to drink water. I'm not going to properly hydrate myself because that means I have to take a bathroom break.
0: Oh my gosh. So you're actually thinking like, if I drink too much water, I'll waste three minutes taking a pee and I won't be as productive. That's, I mean, I'm I'm guilty of that too. That's (laughs) all dentists are. So when you're working this hard in your mind, what are you working towards? What do you think you're going to achieve? It's just
1: this constant list of to-dos that's never ending with this insane, you know, idea that you'll get it done. But in reality, the to-do list will always be there. You will always have something on there, no matter how big or small it is, you'll always have a to-do list. And so I had this idea that one day I would clear off that last <laughs> of the to-do list. Like, it's, it's just not possible, you know? You have this idea that you can, you can achieve anything that you want to, which is great, right? But there's always a limit. And it's hard for me to say that I have a limit. It's, it's kind of hard to come to that realization. So I remember just growing up and I had to tell myself, you can do anything you want to. You can be anything that you want to, right? You can get it. You can do it. You can do it. Um, and then I had to go into this survival mode where it was like, if I don't hustle, if I don't work hard, if I don't do all these things that I need to do, you go hungry, you will be homeless, right? Now that I'm a dentist, it's hard for me to switch that off. I'm secure, I'm safe, I have everything I need, but I've been going so many years with that mentality of survival mode. It's hard for me to turn that off, (laughs) you know? It's,
0: uh, yeah, it's almost like the skills. Did you immigrate here or were you born here? Your parents immigrated here. Mm -hmm.
1: So I was born in America I was born in St. Thomas in the U S Virgin islands. And then when I was three, we moved to Dominica. That's where my parents are from It's in the British West Indies in, in the Caribbean. Um, but I moved up here when I was 14, I was a junior in high school. So I came up here and. Yeah. I, I think that's where the hustle began. I lived with my sister. Um, she was my legal guardian and I, I had to provide for myself and, and make moves because if I didn't, I wouldn't get the goal that I wanted. And my goal was to be a dentist.
0: So you have like true self-resilience because <laughs> you at 14, I'm sure your sister's wonderful, but you're kind of living with no parents. Yes. And- yes somewhere, something instilled in your brain, it's like eat or die, yes. work or die. Which made you super successful now. But like you said, you weren't able to turn that off until you had kids. Yes. Which is thank God you had that awareness that you realized that kids are more important than work.
1: Yes. I wish I'd realized it earlier. And I think that's why I started to talk more about wellness. Um because if I realized it earlier, I don't think that I would have to deal with the chronic pain.
0: Do you still have chronic pain now? I still do. You still do. So now that you are your mother of two, how do you deal with still all those responsibilities, but you're trying to live a more wellnessful life?
1: Yes. My, my one word answer to that is boundaries.
0: I love it. Tell me about that.
1: Um, It's like I said, in the military, it's, it's, it's tough Um, to have boundaries. Like, wait, I, you know, you are now the property of the U S government. How (laughs) dare you say you have boundaries, right?
0: That makes Um, you comfortable. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's like, how dare you? But you know what? I've always been the, the rebel. So here I am in the military telling people that I have boundaries. So on my day off, don't text me, (laughs) don't call me. Um, I will come to work slightly early because I want to beat traffic, but during the lunch hour, if there isn't a mandatory meeting, I'm not in the building. Don't come to my office. This is my lunch hour, right? Um, And then at the end of the day, if it's not an important meeting, I will not be there. You know, the kids are awake and I try to leave work on time so I can spend time with them. It's it's hard. Um, I'll have people call, text me, saying, hey, I need a patient. I need to send this patient over to you. And the answer is, please send me an email. And I can, you know, take care of it at an appropriate time when I'm at work. Um, people always do like that. Wait, wait, what?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's a constant reminder to people because it's not it's not the culture of the military. And I see a lot of my colleagues who I love dearly give up a lot of who they are for the military, which is great. I mean, I've served uh, going on fifteen years now. I've been in the military. Um, you give up a lot of yourself to serve. Again, there there needs to be a limit with how much you're willing to sacrifice because by the time you retire, if you're broken, you know, whether that's physically or mentally, who is going to take care of you? Your family. And if you don't dedicate time to spend with them or just enjoy those good years, I mean, what's the point in all of it, you know? The military has really gotten like the best years of my life. You know, you, there's actually a limit w- with how young you have to be for you to join the military. They're getting the best years of your life and you can't give it all up because by the time you're done, you have to ask yourself, what do you have left? You know? Um, so like my goal is to, to be happy And I try to do that through small acts of self-care in everyday activities and by maintaining boundaries. That's that's kind of like, uh, in a nutshell, how how I try to do it. And I say try, because every day I have to remind myself what my goal is.
0: (laughs) I have two questions. The first one is, where did you learn that boundaries is going to be the foundation of your path to healing.
1: Um, reading a lot of books. Um, I've I've read so many books on how to be a good leader and how to be, how to maintain my wellness. Right. Um, Part of being a good leader is not doing everything on your own. It's about trusting others and delegating others to have that, that willpower and that um, independence to do something. And once I realized, oh, I don't have to do it all by myself, you know, that's when I, I started to, you know, step back a bit, give others, you know, their, their role. Right. So that way they feel more part of the team. And then that's when I was able to say, okay, yeah, I don't I don't have to make myself one hundred percent available. I can limit myself. And then just knowing my value as well. Like if you really want my opinion, well, you can you can wait for it, right? <laughs> um, but it's just like valuing my time and knowing um, knowing what I deserve, really, I think is is a big factor. Knowing that I deserve happiness. I deserve my own time. I deserve, you know, to spend some time with my kids and, and be happy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like holding back my tears because I'm like, <laughs> how many times have like, I've not put boundaries up? I got to ask you because, the second thing is, how did people respond when you were like, "This is my time; leave me alone"?
1: It's it's usually not a positive response. Um, again, just because of the culture, when you're higher ranking in the military, it's because you've really you've really sacrificed a lot, right? And so there's this mentality that you have to do all these things to get to where I am. And me, who's kind of, I mean, I'm an officer, but not high-ranking officer, um, to look to somebody who's in my leadership and say, oh, okay, um, I will respond to this when I'm back at work. It's always a, excuse me? Uh, <laughs> you know so it's almost like you are not seen as a valued member of the team or a hard worker so again it's just understanding that there's a um a give and take that you know people may not see you as a hard worker but I'm okay with that and that's just part of the personality right of like when you're in dental school you want to be that person who's always there Always happy to help, who's always available, um, and if you're if you're not that person, it doesn't look too good on you, right? It's not really who you want to be portrayed as. Um, so that's something that I struggle with um, being in the military, is understanding that when you're evaluated, they will not be able to see your true worth based on their expectations. Um, so, for example sorry i have like fans blowing up (laughs) no (laughs) that's that's okay um for example there was this position that came there was an opening for a position and one of my captains he looked at me he said hey there's a leadership opportunity you should really apply for it and i said oh thank you so much but i don't think it's the right fit for me and then i got that eyebrow raised like excuse me (laughs) and uh he said I, I don't understand. It's a it's a leadership opportunity. And I said, Yes, but I don't think it's the right fit for me. I said, but but that's what you need to promote. Like take the leadership position. And I said, I I understand what you're saying, but when I look at my priorities, it's not a good fit for me. Thank you so much. And he just kind of walked away like Does she does she not? Does she not want this like i don't understand like i'm giving her exactly what she needs why did she take it so there's this disconnect of you know doing what you need to promote in the military but at the same time doing what i need to to stay mentally sane and be happy there there's this big gap there and uh when you try to you know prioritize yourself and your own well-being is not seen positively in the military.
0: Well, it sounds like by passing up these promotions, you're actually increasing your self-worth and your happiness. Yes. So your ambitions haven't changed, they're just, you're more ambitious to live a really good life, not to get these promotions that are kind of like, not valueless, but like they don't mean much to you.
1: It doesn't, it doesn't. And that's one of the things that the military, um, that's how they reward people right that's the reward system is that if you work hard if you rank at the top then you will get promoted faster so you sacrifice a lot in hopes of promoting faster
0: and but these sacrifices they're never like guaranteed in promotion is it just like it's almost like you're working for a big law firm like if I put a thousand hours in this week maybe I'll make partner in 22 years or something yes yes you're so, so smart. <laughs> no, 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 you, no. You figured it out before most people. That's amazing. No, I, I learned
1: the hard way. And I just I just want others to not have to learn that way either. I think every... <laughs> I don't know why I have this reputation of learning things the hard way. Maybe it's the Leo in me um, with being hard-headed. But my goal is to make sure that other people... like They don't have to learn... The same way that I did, they can go down an easier path and and find happiness without having all the bruises and the scrapes that that I've had to deal with. Like that's that's my goal. And so, even with being in the military right now, I see some people who are either lower ranking than I am who try to put themselves first. Um, and they get that pushback, right? I get pushback, back, but not as much as they do. And I find so much um, purpose to be their shield, right? To be their protector when they need to put themselves first, like that's my goal. Yes, we're in the military, but we're still people and we have to take care of ourselves.
0: Are these younger dentists putting themselves first because they're learning from you or just on their own?
1: Um, I hope they would be able to do it on their own, you know? Um, and all, all I really want to do is to just be their cheerleader, you know, just cheering them on and saying, yes, you know, I'm here for you. Yeah, I'm do, not they, my
0: do they read your blog though? Do they? I, I again, it, no, sorry. I, <laughs>
1: Very few of them know that I have a blog okay or that I'm on Instagram um, I don't talk about myself too often and it's one of those weird rules in the military um, especially being an officer it's not common for us to be on social media uh, so I tend not to talk about it a lot but I definitely I'm always a wellness advocate um, for anyone and everyone in the military.
0: So what are some of these practical self-care tips that you're doing yourself? Uh, it's,
1: it's any and everything. And I think that's one of the wonderful things. I scroll through Instagram and everyone's doing all these uh, fancy and elaborate things, right, for wellness. And I just want to show people that it can be so simple, right? So some of the things that I do is, you know, there's this, there's this one really amazing spot on the highway, on my way to work, that gives you this amazing view of the sunrise. And if I hit it right, and I have a couple of minutes, that's all it takes, I just get off the highway, and I just sit there for a couple of minutes, and I just look at the sunset, the sunrise, right? It's, it's so simple. It can be um, just leaving your office, during lunchtime or doing a break and either going for a walk or having lunch in the courtyard. That's one of the things that I, I normally do. Um, it's so great. So even if I have, um, like I have to do evaluations of employees and you know the normal boring activities of you know, running a clinic, um, I'll say, Hey, let's, let's go for a walk and just talk about how things are going so far. You know, um, something like that, instead of just sitting at a desk and taking a walk, it can really switch things, you know, in both the employee and, and your mindset on, the, on how things are done. But it's, it's simple, simple things from the smell of your soap or your lotion or, you know, walking around and saying good morning to everyone. Uh, it it can be so simple. So simple.
0: Isn't it funny that the free things or like the simplest things can get you to a more wellness position? Because if you look online, you have to wake up at three, take a cold shower, jump in a lake, eat a raw cow. Like, there's like by 7 a.m., you've done a thousand things and you feel like crap because you woke up so early. Yes, yes. It's.
1: It's very very simple um, but because we're all in the business of taking care of other people um, we have to make sure that we prioritize like just a little a little something you know to take care of ourselves um, but it's it can be so simple um, and I just want people to say just figure out, just look in your life look at your life and and see what simple thing you can do that can just give you a, a smile on your face right that's that's all it takes and then you just keep adding one or two things you know that just you know makes you happy throughout the day and you know you'll be surprised how much your mood will change and i say this and i preach this because I know my personality, I still struggle with not being able to sit still and not doing anything. <laughs> I still struggle with it. Um, it's I find joy in the small things, even washing my hands with cold water. I'll just sit there and then just let it flow down my wrist and take a couple deep breaths. It can be as simple as that. It can just perk you up, you're having a bad day, take a deep breath and relax your shoulder and remind yourself that you're happy to be alive. Right. It's, it's simple. It sounds like
0: gratitude is a huge part.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Do you meditate? I do. Okay. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, it's very, very tough because I'm always thinking about what I need to get done um, or the kids always bang on the door or something like that, uh, but I meditate, it's, it's so helpful, it's so helpful, and then I journal, I have a gratitude journal, but I also find joy in asking my son who is five years old, say, um, what was the best thing about today? And he'll say stuff like going to the park, you know, but just hearing, you know, the things that, that I, and it's usually something that either myself or his dad did that made his day, his day just amazing. It's so, it's so good to hear. Um, It's easy for people to remember the bad things, Right. Um, stupid things that they say during the day which I say a lot of Um, and so in the evening I'm always like oh my god I can't believe I said that Uh, but instead of thinking about that saying wow do you remember that patient's smile when she left the office or do you remember when you left Starbucks you smiled at that stranger who didn't look like they were doing so good and then to see how they smiled back at you and kept smiling. Do you remember that person? Like, it's those, it's those little things that um, can really make my day. And I don't think that that I'm this anomaly. I think that people also feel the same way and can kind of thrive off of that, that energy too.
0: Has this optimism been learned? I ask this because you're diagnosed with chronic pain and most of the people I know that have chronic pain, are not optimist, and I, I understand why. But you're a mom, you work, you chronic pain, you're married, and you're an optimist. Learned or were you born with that? Oh, learned. Learn. Tell us how you learned to be an optimist.
1: <laughs> well, I either have two choices, right? Um, I could either cry, or I could laugh, and I just I choose to smile. No matter what, I had to realize, no matter what, something's going to happen. No matter how hard you try, somebody's going to take it the wrong way, right? There will always be something. The only thing that I can control is my reaction to it. And it's not always perfect. But... I'm very happy on the days when something bad happens that I can just be like, oh, you know, that's just the the rainstorm. The sunshine will be following shortly, right? Um, I love it when I can just say, regardless of what's going on, it's going to be okay. I love that. Um, a, a couple of years ago, um, I lost one of my very, very good friends, uh, being raised in the Caribbean, there's a group of four of us that stayed in contact with each other while we all, you know, dispersed across the world. Um, and we stayed in communication with each other and suddenly she died very young had children and it was, it made, it made no sense to me how people can be here one day and then gone the next. I mean, no one understands death. It's, it's never something easy, but she's always, always my reminder to just, to just smile and be happy because that's not, that's not my personality, right? I'm a very serious, I am like, I'm almost bred for the military. Like, (laughs) get it done, let's go, let's go, let's go. And she was just this ray of sunshine, right? Always positive, always smiling, always my cheerleader. And um, she's always my reminder to to be happy and to help others be happy too and to find happiness. Yeah, she <laughs> she really touched my heart and I think she's she's always with me, just kind of reminding me to hey don't don't stress out about this. You know, like it's not going to matter tomorrow. Just be happy. Because that's what matters now. You know, when your kids They look at you, you you're their their example, right? So if they see you stress over, you know, small things, they'll start picking up on that too. And I don't want that for them. So the same way that, like with my residents or other people, I try to help them. My goal is with these tiny humans, that they find happiness in the small things. I don't want them to feel um, pressure to be, a certain person or to get certain things um i felt like i had to be in survival mode and i never want that for them and i don't want them to see kind of what that looks like or the behavior that entails in um being in survival mode if that makes sense
0: <laughs> you said your one son is 5 how old is your other child 3 3 okay so my oldest is six i kind of see her per- personality starting to form and yes. it's a little bit like mine it's a little type a and your five-year-old do you see some of the characteristics you had that maybe it's a boy right yes his boy D- does he have similar characteristics
1: yes okay um, he would help me do the laundry thank god because i hate folding laundry <laughs> <laughs> But he will take the towels and he will try to get it perfectly square um, or he would color and try to get it in the lines uh, or do shapes and it would not be perfect. And I had to tell him, it's okay, it's okay. It's, it's beautiful. It's how you hold it and I appreciate you helping me. You draw this and I love it so much I'm going to put it up on the fridge because I think it's beautiful, right? Because only you can do it the way that you just did. And that's that in my mind is perfection, right? So, and it's the same thing with, with me too. I try to do things to perfection. And my husband always reminds me, that's, <laughs> that's just, you know, setting yourself up for failure. It's like, do it the way that you are. Think is good. Like do it in your own way, not in in somebody else's, you know, vision of of what it should look like. So um, I try to I try to always remind him it's okay, it's okay to not be perfect.
0: <laughs> when you don't achieve perfection, what's that little voice in your head? What's that telling you?
1: Oh boy, does she speak up? <laughs> 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 you know, it's 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 that's the voice who got me where I am today, right? Who was like, oh what? You got an A minus? Girl, we need to get an A plus so we can get into dental school, right? Or you did this. No, for us to get our goal, that's what you need to do. That was the voice who led me through. Um and at one point I tried to silence her out right like no Then don't stop stop telling me to do this so much um and i read a book and of course i can't remember what it is um the title of it but it said that the, the goal is not to silence out that that negative thought right that voice that's telling you hold on you're supposed to get perfection it's more so just acknowledging it saying yeah i hear you i hear you but we are safe. We have what we need, and it's okay. But thanks for looking out. So I, I wish I remember what the name of the book was. I clearly, I read, I read too many, and when I say read, I mean audible because that's all I really have time for.
0: <laughs> I say, oh my gosh, same way. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy that we're all so similar. So I, I interview so many dentists and doctors, and we have a comfortable living, we live in a safe yeah. house, mm-hmm. we live in low crime areas, most of us. Yeah. And for some reason, something in our brain keeps telling us, you're not safe, keeps driving.
1: Yes. We have to remind ourselves. Um, but that's, that's the mind's job, right? Is to protect us, to keep us safe. And so if something happened before and we got burned, the mind is going to remind you that, hey, there's danger approaching. Right. So it wants you to do the same thing. But if you keep doing the same thing, you'll never grow. Right. You'll never improve as a person. So I'm always, you know, having to remind myself, hey, we're safe. We're happy. Um, we're, We're doing all right compared to, you know, how I had life before. I've, I've accomplished so many things and I have to remind myself that no, we did, we did good. We did good. And we, we can still get more, but there's no pressure to it. Right. It's, it can be fun now (laughs) because we're stable. Right. Um, But it's, it's, it's interesting how the mind works like that.
0: How hard is it to tell yourself, charlie i'm proud of you charlie you're doing a good job
1: it's hard it's hard um negative self-talk is what got me through right um so it's hard to switch that all of a sudden it's it's really hard but you know it's either like finding a support system. Um, in my case, it's my husband who always reminds me that, you know, that you're amazing, that you're you're awesome. Um, he got me through when I was like in the thick of it with my chronic pain where I just, I was just like, oh my God, like, am I just losing it right now? Because, you know, the doctors are telling me that I'm fine. Um, he was that reminder for me until i got to the point where i could do it myself if you never get to that point where you can tell yourself those positive things it will be it will always be a challenge in life right um there's this one girl i know she's a dentist the most beautiful person i know right She's beautiful, she's smart, amazing personality. I mean, she's got it all. And then you talk to her and she thinks she's just like the worst person in the world. And it's so amazing to me how people can't see themselves, right? They can't see their own value. They can't see how valuable they are. And I'm always telling her like, girl, you are a diamond. you you like, you really can't see how beautiful you are. And I would go home and tell my husband, like, can you believe she's saying that about herself? Like, why would she say that? And then my husband will look at me like, sounds familiar.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyone you know, similar? (laughs) <laughs> I was like, "Dang! Like, I can't believe I'm
1: doing that too." Like, you you have to make that decision to not not talk yourself up so much that you're just this cocky, you know, ridiculous person, but to say like, "Hey, I am awesome, right? I'm I'm pretty good at what I do." So, and that that's something that's that's new to me completely new to me to say, wow, I really do a good job. I really do a good job. Um, And if you don't say that to yourself and you expect other people to do it, you'll never be happy. You'll never, ever be happy. Expecting others to kind of fill your cup, it's not going to happen. You have to be that person for yourself.
0: What was the fear in having positive self-talk
1: I think I didn't want to be be perceived as this person who knew it all or was super cocky but in reality they were just this you know ridiculous person um, because we've we've all kind of we always know a person that's like that who walks around like they're they're it right
0: and I'm envious of them <laughs>
1: I I honestly, I just didn't want to be that person. It's, yeah. You know, and it's that, it's that fear of, um, that fear of being judged, you know, it's hard, um, but to just, to just let it go and say, I am who I am, right? Yes. I love dentistry and I'm pretty good at it. Right. And. To say, yeah, I'm also good at this and I love doing this and I love doing that. But I I also have weaknesses and I also have a lot to learn. I'm okay with that, but I'm still pretty good, right? Um yeah, it's 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 hard to get to that point. But once I start to get there, I start to feel more confident in who I am and and saying, Oh, this is this is me, right? Take it or leave it. And if you don't like it, well, it's not meant for you. Go find somebody else. But if you put your true self out there, you'll find your tribe. And I want to be surrounded by my tribe and not some random person who won't support me when I'm having a hard time, right? So it's just like, I'm good at what I do. Not so great at this. Um, You can talk about it. It's okay. You feel confident in in it. It's okay. but you're being your true self. Um, I never want to be this, you know, this image of somebody that I'm not in hopes of being liked by everyone and still not being liked by people. <laughs> and you're not who you are. You're not, you your true self. So I understand that no matter what, you can't have everyone like you. It's, it's not going to happen, but my goal is to be my true self. And if you like it, great. Let's, let's hang out. Let's, you know, make a community. And if you don't, well, then I hope you find your tribe and I'm okay. If you don't
0: like who I am,
1: that was hard. But
0: <laughs> oh, I agreed. And maybe you'll agree with this too. I'm not sure how you get patience in the military, but the more I reveal my authentic self, Mm-hmm. The, the more of the patients I want come into my office. Yes. Do you find that in the military too?
1: Yes. 100%. Um, whether it's um, different opportunities that come your way or the patients that I see being who I am truly um, has opened doors, right? For me, which were amazing or closed doors that I thought was bad at that time. But later on revealed that, Oh, it's a good thing. I didn't go in that room. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's been interesting, but I really just want to, at the end of the day, look at myself and be like, yeah, I, I did my thing and people saw it for who I am. Um, there are lots of times that I, kind of spoke up about certain things and in the moment I was like oh my god are you really saying this like I can't believe it and then at the end of the day or a couple of days after I had people come up to me and say hey I'm so happy that you said that right and it's in my nature to be like hold on this isn't right like <laughs> um but the mold that I'm put in the person that I'm supposed to be is supposed to be quiet. It's supposed to say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Don't question things. But yeah, when I, when I speak up, when I feel strong about something and I speak up against it, um, I always feel happy about it. Even if I'm punished later on in some form or another, I feel like, I'm still happy that I spoke up about it. And at the very least people know how I feel about it. I'm I'm okay with that.
0: But it seems like that external punishment you may get far underweighs the internal award you get for being yeah. your true self, which yeah. I mean, you, you talk like you, you say you don't have a lot of confidence, but when I, when I'm talking to you, Charlie, you're like a Buddhist monk or like a <laughs> yeah. stoic or like a, a true leader, not, not many people I talk to have the mindset, confidence, self-awareness that you have. It's amazing. No, I mean, I, I hear you
1: and that's, that's all good and well, right? On a normal day without stress, that's who I am, but you know, when it, when it hits the fan, that's when I'm truly tested and it's not always perfection. I can guarantee you that it's not always perfection. But my goal is at every moment, every time I encounter something, so I'm to look back and say, did I handle it well? Right? Um, is there something I could have improved on? And some days, I handle it well. And some days, not so much. But I'm at least happy that I'm able to identify it or to even say to myself, Evaluate it. Could we improve? That's something that I didn't do before. So again, my goal is never um, to say that I'm some expert by any means or that I've discovered the secret to to happiness. Um, I kind of know what it is. Am I able to execute it? Not one hundred percent. You know, there's so many examples of people out there who do it a million times better than I can. It's just, I see where I was before, right? And I see where I am now and I'm happy, I see progress. And that's, that's, that's all it takes. It's not like achieving perfection or having this perfectly, you know, uh, wellness lifestyle, but more so understanding that it's a, it's a process And I try to enjoy every step of it and see what I can improve on. There's this um, picture that I saw the other day on Instagram that talked about um, improvement. Like it's not linear, right? Sometimes it's a squealing line or sometimes it's like some back and forth. My life is definitely some back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. But there's improvement. And I'm happy
0: with that. I'm so glad we connect on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I know you deal with your internal thoughts all the time, but to hear another dentist talk like you talk, more dentists and doctors need to hear your perspective. Because you're choosing every day to be grateful. I don't. I have a wonderful life. My kids are healthy. I'm married. I have a good job. I want to practice. I don't choose every day to be grateful, but I need to. And the fact that you're doing that every day, you're an inspiration for all of us. Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, something so simple, it can be tough. But it can it can be done. Um, I, I honestly, I, I want to find more joy in life. And I want to surround myself with people who have the same goal. And I don't know how many dentists are into wellness, but... There's like three. Um,
0: it's me, you, uh, and one other person. You, me, me,
1: and <laughs> <laughs> But hey, I'm, I'm happy to connect. Even if it's just a tribe of three of us, hey, we need to find out a third guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, I think... At the end of the day, if we can find joy in the little things that we do, you know, that's, that's all it takes.
0: That's so nice. So I could talk to you all day, but we are coming up on the hour, Mark. Yeah. Always ask a couple of questions. <laughs> it flew by. This is so yeah. good. Yeah. What is one takeaway you want the audience to have from this hour interview?
1: Yeah. Um, I guess my main takeaway is if you're in the business of taking care of other people, you have to find time to take care of you, and it can be very simple. Um, very simple acts of self care um, can really help you know facilitate your well being. Uh, it's you can choose to be happy.
0: I That's think, so nice. Yeah, and where can people find you? Do, do you coach other dentists? Do you see, how does that work? I don't
1: know. I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just here talking about like, you know, being, you know, your true authentic self. I'm hoping that it's being reflected through on social media. I can be found on Instagram. My handle is dr.charliecage or my website, drcharliecage.com. The goal is just to connect with other people who, who are just like, wow, like I'm, I'm tired. I am burned out and I need a break, right? Taking care of other people is tough and we need to be able to understand that if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of other people. That's... That's just how it is. So if you want to do something, um, care for other people, you know, do an even better job at that, we have to be able to care for ourselves so we don't feel burned out and exhausted. But it, it, it takes that community. And the culture that we're in, it does not encourage it. But we can change the culture. We can do it. So my goal is to just have that community where we can kind of connect with each other and um, share our ideas because no one knows it all, share advice, inspiration on how we can all feel like we're in a happy place.
0: You're a beacon of light. You really are. More <laughs> dentists need to hear you. So we're going to close out here. I really hope to be in contact. I have to tell the audience cause we didn't record this part. Charlie logged on at 2 PM Eastern and I'm an idiot. And it was 4 p.m. And you text me like, where the hell are you? So I I appreciate you coming back because it's totally worth it. I really appreciate your time.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I think
0: it's, it's wonderful that we're able to connect. Thank you. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Take care. Bye.